Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. And for the first time in a little bit, we've got a guest. Yep. Joining us today, Dave the Human. Dave the Human. I'm so <laughs> hu- hu- hyped to be here. This is awesome. If you didn't read it in the description, your real name, Dave Lucas. Dave Lucas, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's been a bit coming. When I first started the podcast, you were a friend who uh, who commented on, on the thing and was like, yo, I'm into this. Oh, I followed the Instagram account immediately. <laughs> I've been following along. Uh, every time I see Nick out and about, I get drunk and accost him about how cool it is that he's doing an Adventure Time <laughs> podcast and talk about all the reasons I need to be on. So I was really psyched to hear from you that you yeah. wanted to, to hang and do this. this I'm awesome. so glad you're here. And to add to reasons why you should be on this podcast, you're, you're a music guy. True. Which is like the subtext of the podcast okay right would you say or? yeah do you happen to play bass uh, yes i do uh, i there, mean there it is <laughs> it's not i wouldn't put it as like my top three or i guess maybe number three but uh yeah okay. yeah i play bass <laughs> that we have a we have a policy we only allow bass players on this podcast <laughs> perfect perfect yeah someone's got to hold it down you know amen <laughs> um and then in addition to that um you 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 brought over a gift. Let's just start there because yeah. I think that sets the tone tenor very nicely. Eric, what did Dave bring us? Uh, this is the Adventure Time Encyclopedia, which is written by Hunson Abadir, the Lord of Evil. Yeah. So Dave, so this is so you're saying this it's written by Hunson. Yes. And it's like a part, it's like an expansion of the 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 canon. It's like, like his thoughts on all the main players in Ooh. Um, it's really funny that it's like so directly his perspective <laughs> and point of view. Though there are like notes scribbled in uh, by Finn and Jake and Marceline. I think that like they oh, got cool. a copy of it, and so like their stuff is in the margins too. Yeah, it's it's actually written by Martin Olson, like his voice actor for that character. I forget what his story is. What. Uh, where does Martin he come Olson from? Yeah. or uh, Hunson? Mar- Martin Olson, because that is Olivia Olson's dad. Oh wow! Like, I yeah, never put life. any of that together. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, so that's like, like some nepotism that I'm down with. You know, like <laughs> I know it fits, it fits in really well. So, so he just like got roped into it probably because of that, but then got so into it he actually wrote the book. That's what it seems like. But he's also like something of a personality. I forget what his deal is, but he does something. I think yeah. he's connected to Disney. Oh man, look at this! He's got an illustrious career. I'm on his. Uh, hey, Google, Google, play that Google theme play song. That Google theme song. <laughs> that was quick. Google, Google, do you have the answers that I see? Google, Google, when I talk to friends, are you listening? When I sleep at night and dream, are my innermost desires? I regret that this song is so long. <laughs> oh my god! I I thought I might start talking over it, but no. So he he was a comedian and a screenwriter. So this is right in his wheelhouse. I, I wish it, I wish he had nothing to do with the business, but he actually did. Um, staff writer and occasional songwriter for Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, really? Sick. What were the songs like the in that goat. show? Uh, oh, um, the Choky Chicken, uh, the spring cleaning, spring cleaning episode. Yeah, um, yeah. That one's still in my head. I wonder if he wrote that. His That'd and his office cool. was right next to oh, and with Stephen Hillenberg and with Tom Kenny and Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny plays Heifer. Yeah, yeah. What a great show! I was thinking about 
uh, doing a rewatch of that one recently, but I, I forget where it's streaming. Is it on Paramount Plus? Is that a new one? That have all the Nickelodeon? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that one has a lot of Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. But I, it, I just did a month of it to watch a bunch of old jackass. Um, and I think a bunch oh. of Nickelodeon's on there too. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you yeah. don't watch the, uh, he, the, the Netflix reboot movie of Rocco. I've been, wait, I've been planning on it, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's phenomenal. <laughs> really? Yeah. It I'm really, really is good. That. It's yeah. like, that's like my favorite Nicktoon looking back. I, yeah. I loved that show. Honestly, like part of why I was like primed for adventure time is probably because of how weird and out there and meta Rocco's modern life is. Um, and then also like the Tom Kenny connection, obviously like yeah. that guy's career mm-hmm. is totally crazy. And like all the different people he, uh, totally slays as in adventure time is like so fun to pick it out. Yeah. It, I guess Rocco's cool. I never thought about that, but it's like the, the core Rocco and it's, but then they totally, uh, branch out into the whole world yeah. and like, uh, like episodes just on different people. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. I think that was maybe one of the first cartoons of, of the of the time to sort of get that subversive adult humor i mean while still being very much a children's show like ren and stimpy was pretty overt and like hey you can be a college kid and you're really gonna like this uh you know yeah it's on a kid's network but we're we're pushing something here rocco's modern life it seemed like it was a little bit more like under the surface like where you could get away with like some more subtle subtleties um and i think like the brand of humor in rocco's modern life like propagated throughout so many other shows thereafter yeah i think it was i think it was the first to kind of do that yeah i think it was really twisted but in a very friendly way you know yeah first one i can think of it makes me want to like take out like an fbi style board just like (laughs) chronologically go through the the cartoon timeline which you could do um hell yeah yeah that that i mean we've talked about before but there is a really cool like animation family tree where you can just like go back and and see oh before this guy created his own show he worked on that show yeah hey hey, case in point martin olsen well very excited to to get into this book yeah um the story of how i got it originally was that i was uh i just signed up for like a, a reddit secret santa one year um, I just thought that was a really fun idea and yeah. uh, jumped in. I'm not even like, I, I don't really even use Reddit that much or spend that much time on it. But I was like, this is dope. Maybe like Snoop Dogg will send me something because <laughs> uh, sometimes they'd have like celebrities involved. And I just said, like, I like wrestling and I like adventure time. And uh, someone sent me this encyclopedia and uh, Ring of Honor DVD. And I think um, I can't remember if they sent me Adventure Time comics or if I just went out and bought some after that. But uh, I thought that was like a really thoughtful gift. It was really, it worked out really well. It was very cool. That's so intense. Uh, just a totally random Reddit Secret Santa. Yeah, it's, like- <laughs> it's huge. Like thousands of people do it. Whoa. You just like <laughs> fill out a form of like the stuff that you like. And honestly, the two or three times I've done it, I've been really happy with the stuff I received. And I think, I think I felt pretty good about what I sent out too. I think it's like, like try to keep it like 25 bucks or something like that. So I got an ocarina one year cause I said I like Zelda. Oh, um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was yeah. a bunch of nerds like nerding out, sending each other nerd secret Santa gifts. What, what did you give? I, I don't remember. I'd have to go back to like my 2014 Amazon list or something, but I'll, I'll follow up. <laughs> That's you cool. Know. Hell yeah. I want to do that. Like, it's got to still be going. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good time. It was like really entertaining and like really an exciting package to receive in the mail around Christmas time because like genuinely 
no clue what would show up. Yeah. Well, it's got a lot of chaotic good energy to exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this, Eric, seems like um, it's perfect for Adventure Time Book Club. Play that club. Play the Adventure Time Book Club theme song. <laughs> or Adventure Guys Book Club. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Adventure Guys. You can learn something new today. You can spend your mind the old-fashioned way. Adventure Guys Book Club. Nice. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Eric. I but but for real, it would be very fun to like read this and then do an episode on it. Yeah. That's like a really good idea. I recommend it. At least pick some entries. There's like there's some really cool stuff. Again, maybe like tie it into some like Nidosphere stuff because it all mm. it, it is all from like Hunson's perspective. Yeah, um, it is cool. Um when thinking about like the uh you know, the distant land specials. Mm-hmm. He would definitely be on the list of like a character I want a distant lands from. Absolutely. Hope- yeah. Hopefully this isn't like they feel like they've covered it, but like there's so much more I need to know about that yeah, guy. Yeah, the Night of Sphere is super rich in like Marceline's whole backstory. They've done plenty on Marceline's backstory, and I'm still always like wanting more. It's great. Yeah. As long as they don't do them like Peppermint Butler. <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like Marceline's backstory is is great because it's not really filled in as mm-hmm. much like it's left mysterious but every time that they give us just a little bit it's awesome yeah it, they like it never fails uh so yeah they could pull it pull it off they could do a real hunting abadir episode hell yeah um so we sped right past it but first time i guess on we always ask like when did you find adventure time like right. how did you get into it yeah so i think Sometime in college, I graduated college in 2010, um, and a friend of mine uh, who was really into uh, into cartoons and TV and shit, like, always just assumed that I knew everything he knew about, and would just, like, come <laughs> to be super excited about something, like, every now and then, and he, I remember, like, one year close to the end of the school year, he was, like, or one day close to the end, or maybe it was the year before, whatever uh, the timeline is, he was, like, hey, they're making it, that Adventure Time short into a, a TV show, and I was, like cool. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I've never seen that short or whatever, but it just kind of stuck in my head that like, all right, my buddy, like Patrick wants me to keep an eye out for this. And I didn't really, um, I wasn't really watching a lot of TV around then. Um, but when I moved out to New York, I was a dog walker for like two years. And, um, one of the dogs I was taking care of in like 2011, maybe summer of 2011, uh, was this like six week old, uh, bulldog puppy who couldn't go outside cause he didn't have all the shots yet. Uh, so my job was just to like for a half hour, show up at his house, uh, play with him, like, you know, like pick up the, like change out the wee pad and like, uh, just like chill, like let him bite my fingers and like hang out with this adorable little puppy. <laughs> uh, and, uh, they had the TV on and they're like, Hey, like watch whatever you want, like while you're here. And so I just like was flipping channels, uh, and turned on Nickelodeon and, uh, adventure time was on. And I was like, Oh, is this that show? Like I've been meaning to check this out. Uh, and so for like the first maybe month or two or whatever i was watching this dog before i was like supposed to take him outside i would just watch like two or three episodes of adventure time in his house in the middle of the day like chilling in the air conditioning and i was immediately hooked i was like this is definitely the best cartoon ever and like went out and got the first three seasons on dvd like right away 
Um, Hell yeah. Super Man, hooked. Rich New Yorkers just, just <laughs> paying people to play with their dogs and watch cartoons. I, it rocked. Yeah, it was a good job. <laughs> I really liked that job. And it was being able to just like walk into every like everyone's fancy apartment in like Fort Greene uh, and Dumbo and like Clinton Hill and everything and like see how they live was super interesting, uh, oh. especially like just moving here and having no money. That's cool. Do you remember? Was there a specific episode? Do you remember? Yes. Um, it was, uh, I think it's called uh, His Limit or The Limit. Um, and it's when Jake stretches. To yes. Oh, yeah. We um, love that episode. Yes. And it's the hot dog nights yeah. that really got me. They are so funny. Anytime they come back. They're so dumb. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I just, uh, I just rewatched that episode the other day because I was like, I think this is the first one I really remember watching thinking like, this is a great show. And, uh, and yeah, they're just endlessly funny. Um, and like, you know, even like jumping in right there and still like easily understanding Jake's powers, uh, and what's happening in that episode at the same time. Like it's like really accessible, but like also really esoteric, like the psychic <laughs> yeah. tandem war elephant. I was uh, like, yeah. well, is this a reference? Like, is this <laughs> right, something yeah. from an earlier episode? And like, no, I think that's the first reference and it just comes back later. We, uh, we did a good pod on that episode. Was that with Steve? We did a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of our better eps. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We go up and down. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that's what is perfect first episode I know. Yeah. To, to to jump in on i think a good yeah a good first episode is like i, I think he, starting with finn and jake is a good good entry point yeah i think i would have taken to the series a little bit quicker if i had started somewhere random rather than like from the be- very beginning yeah eric the first time eric watched it he tried to go from episode one uh, yeah yeah it was it was tough getting through like the first half of season one, just like not understanding anything. And, mm-hmm. and like the show was still figuring itself out. And this was also like in 2018. Oh, okay. Okay. So like everyone was like a huge super fan. And I like, I didn't know anything about the show. Like, why do you guys love this so mm-hmm. much? This is, what's happening? A lot of baggage, like a lot of expectations on a show. Exactly. Or a yeah. You yeah. Try to get to it later like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I, t- I like to be a completist when I get really into something, but I also know that like a lot of good shows don't really hit their stride until it, like at, at the earliest, the second season, uh, because mm-hmm. they're just trying things out and trying to figure out who the characters are and, and their direction and everything. So I don't really remember the first season of Adventure Time that specifically. Like if I go back and watch a lot of it, I'm sure yeah, like I'll recognize there's, it. There's memorable moments yeah. and episodes in there, but overall it feels a lot more raw yeah it feels a little weird like like they'll they'll do something that has like a vibe that you never see ever again mm. um but yeah i think like the episode we watched today was like a really great it was season three episode two like perfectly positioned as like early adventure time but like adventure time that has itself figured out right yes um let's let's jump right into the episode discussion Discussion. All right, season three, episode two. What's the title of this episode? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's something in Latin. Yeah, I have it up. I'm not gonna. We tried to say it last episode in the generator, but uh, whatever. Um, uh, we could just call it the Fight King episode. That works. Although I probably should. Uh, Translate it. We'll do that in Miscellaneous Mania. Sure. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
but yeah, no, great. It's a it's a great Finn and Jaker where it's just them having a one off adventure without consequence, uh, which is very, as you were saying, Eric, early Adventure Time. Yeah, I so OK, I had a thought when I was watching this um, seemed like a lot of things just didn't make any sense in this episode and just like didn't matter didn't have any point they're they're just like finn and jake being crazy for no reason uh and i was thinking back to you forgot your floaties which was like one of the heaviest episodes where like every little thing means something even if you don't know what that something is and like watching that episode was such a bonkers experience and but you know that there's so much happening that you can't possibly understand. And watching this episode was like, there's so much happening that I don't understand, except none of it actually matters. <laughs> it's like the, like the inverse of mm-hmm. you forgot your floaties. Yeah. I was well, like, like, what is this guy talking about? Like, who well, are they? Okay. So I want to, we should jump into the specifics and try to pull it apart. I think. <laughs> Cause okay. Yeah. I was trying to like, what is, what's the symbolism here? What does this mean? What's the Let point me, of what's going on real quick? Nick style. I want to give just like a top to bottom explanation of the episode in a minute. So anyone who doesn't know what's up can catch up to speed and then we'll dive right in. So Finn and Jake are out doing stuff. They come across the fight King who's in a deserted Coliseum. Uh, they debate whether or not to go in. They do get inside. Um, are you, are you timing me? <laughs> <laughs> no, they get inside. Um, fight Kings. Like you have to f- defeat my ghouls. They do it. Uh, Jake comes up with his own plan that's different than Finn's. You don't think it's going to work out. Finn seems to be under the spell of the Fight King. Um, he defeats all the ghouls, and he's a, right as he's about to kill Jake, he goes, nah, psych, and defeats the Fight King, and they go on their way. There's my one minute. Eric doesn't like when I go nit nitpick mm-hmm. uh, in chronological order. It's way more <laughs> fun to just kind of like talk so in there is this adventure time lots of crazy shit happens so eric let's get into the stuff that happened in the episode that you were like what the fuck is going on <laughs> uh yes yeah, so well i'm they're fighting this like these gladiator battles mm-hmm. but they kind of set it up as like there's not a reason for any of it they're just like doing it to hang out they think it's oh. it'd be fun well, so then the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, what's the actual like so lesson th- they're trying so to learn? So you thought or- that there would some, some real reason for them to go do it would present. Cause I mean, it's probably one of the funniest parts of the episode. Definitely. Yeah. When they decide to go in. Yeah. yeah it It is. First of all, it like, it feels like a side quest, right? Like yes. They yeah. are, they start at the end of a previous mission that they clearly were saving baby porcupines <laughs> from a giant hamburger monster on purpose. Yeah. A classic way to open <laughs> adventure time. Episode. So those are, yes. And those were baby porcupines. I was like, I couldn't quite make out what animal it was. Yeah, it's like they, I think um, so. They almost look like owls, but the, well, the ooh version of baby porcupines yes. with little owl beaks. Yeah, I guess. but the way they curl up is very <laughs> right, porcupine. right. And uh, and like as they're leaving that mission, they they see the Colosseum and immediately identify like this is a trope. They're like you know you know in the actual episode, Jake and Finn are talking to each other like the fight King or, you know, he introduces himself and they're like, that's a trap. You know, like we're going to end up having to fight all of these gladiators and the doors are going to lock behind us. And they just list all of the, uh, cliched things that will happen in this type of story. Um, and then convince themselves, 
actually, that sounds super fun. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> and just talking about it, they're like, oh, that actually sounds rad. Which is true to their characters. It's right up Finn's alley to just like kick a bunch of ass, uh, you know, and like prove some ghoulish demon king yeah. wrong. And, and in this part of the series, what we were saying before, like the other things haven't exactly presented themselves, like Flame Princess, like the the friendships with their other people that they might have somewhere to go. This is like pure just we we adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like when I when I watched it, when you, you told me that this was the episode you wanted to do, I was like, cool, I want to just jump in. Like I was I had a long list. I was like, which episode do I pick? So when yeah. you told me you had one in mind, I was like, great, <laughs> let's just do that. Yeah. Um and uh You can do one of those another time. Of course, exactly. And so I, I jumped in and I and I and I watched it and I was kind of like, man, this is like really pretty straightforward you know just a straightforward like mortal Kombat, uh <laughs> like kickboxer you know like just a tournament style uh like reference for for a whole episode and i was thinking like where is this in like the wider story of adventure time and i was kind of surprised at how much happened before and immediately after like the next episode is like a big time heavy hitter um that opens up a ton of interesting stuff yeah, which one's uh, right memory of a memory oh yeah um, uh, yeah with ash and uh going into marceline's memories yeah and the, we did the, that right? i'm a buff baby comes yep. in the next we episode did that, and we did conquest of cuteness yeah. right before it. i feel like it's sandwiched between like big episodes that i really remember um and this is like a simpler one but as you mentioned like i think it's so important that they do episodes like this to not just like assume that you understand Finn and Jake and their relationship, but that you actually see it. Like you see how they interact and like how they build to the characters they become later. Yeah. In, and that's like one of the reasons this stuff is so rich for me to go back and watch because like you could just assume Finn and Jake have a certain type of relationship just from like the voice actors and the charisma they have. But like there's legitimately episodes where you can see them like working through their differences um, as brothers, as adventurers and everything. That. So it's like really cool to like spend a whole episode doing that and not just like fast forward to like the, the lore or the big plot stuff, which I always like to do. Yeah. What a Dave, what a great uh observation. <laughs> I love that. It it you do I, I thought about that as we were watching, and because there is some tropiness to it, but then one of the tropes that they kind of subvert was that when they get into the thing with the fight king and the guy to defeat him. Finn comes up with this plan and Jake immediately tosses out another plan. And Jake is being real zany. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is the, the thing I, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around. Like, why is Jake being so out of control bonkers? Right. Well now see what I think was cool about that is to Dave's point is that pr when presented with this challenge is like, how will Finn um, deal with it? And like, what are the possible outcomes of Jake going coming up with this insane plan that won't help anything and like what's gonna happen. And usually it would go one of two ways where it's like or a couple ways where it's like the, the um, Finn gets really mad at Jake and they they separate um or like Jake's plan kind of ends up working. I don't know, but like they kind of like it all meets in the middle and the, I guess the coolest part is that Finn's kind of cool with it and accepting like he's not mad at Jake for always screwing up his plans, which is what would usually happen is like because they set it up early in the episode. There's a plan that Jake 
uh, didn't listen to and did his own plan. And now it's happening again. And so it's almost like they're setting up a confrontation for Finn to just go like, you know what, Jake, like you're always messing up my plans. Like I almost died this time. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Like that's, that's what should happen. But Finn doesn't do that. He just kind of accepts what it is because that's part of who Jake is. He totally takes it in stride and yeah. just like basically like absorbs it into his plan without even having to tell Jake about it. He's just like, I know how you're going to behave and I am going to use that to like build my own plan and not bother bringing you into it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's, and he's cool with it. And I, I, that's to your point, it speaks volumes about their relationship where he's not trying to change Jake or yeah. yell at him or and anything. It, and it fits with like who Jake, like Jake stays like that through this whole series where he kind of can't be bothered. Like I watched Ocarina a little bit later cause I was just looking for some good Jake episodes and it's like his kids are furious with him for not being a, a father to them and for not having a job or a, and, you know, they buy his treehouse and kick him out and evict him and stuff. And it's like, he can be very frustrating, but they set it up so early that this is him and return to it without, for me, like they return to it, for good reason and without just being like, here's an annoying character trait for an overpowered character just to like nerf him or something. Like <laughs> it's like kind of because he's overpowered, he doesn't have to worry that much ever. And he's surrounded by like much more vulnerable characters yeah. who need to like win these fights. And Jake's like, yeah, I'm going to go dig for a lava hula hoop. Everything will be fine. Yeah. But yeah. We've talked about a little bit how the distance in Jake's character development over the series is far less than compared to Finn's mm-hmm. character development. And it's I, I what we eventually wind up seeing is that it's because this is really Jake's last instance of reincarnation before he reaches totally Death World 50. Uh, yeah. And like he's he's so close to Nirvana at this point. That <laughs> yeah, he, he really can't be bothered to give a fuck yeah, about it. Their anything. souls are at different places in their journey, <laughs> which is like crazy to think that a cartoon established that so well <laughs> and like so believably, and you totally follow it. Yeah. Um, I wonder how early on they like decided on that or made that discovery of or connected it um i it it, I, it was season three that uh the death, death, world, bloom. First death world yeah death yeah. And bloom, is that yeah i think that's in this season um and so it's like they clearly want to go that direction and it's one of those things with adventure time it's like how much of this is them like retconning their own episodes like going back yeah. and being like oh there's something that we did before that we could turn into something new e- either way yeah, yeah. i i I feel like this show is so easily retconnable. Like mm-hmm. from the from the jump, like they made it so open that they didn't ever write themselves into a corner. Yeah, uh, they could always decide to go back and revisit something and give it a new direction, and it would be totally plausible. Uh, and I mean, it would make it's part of what makes this show have like an open world kind of feel. Like it's very flexible. I think. I think that's a really hard balance to strike. To leave things open-ended and undecided enough, but still deliver on like satisfying character arcs and plot lines and world building. Yeah. Um, It's, I think one of the most successful things about this show for me is that it's just like endlessly engaging uh, without being annoyingly, you know, vague. Um, And sometimes they swerve you and you're kind of like, I wanted to know more about the baby porcupines or about (laughs) that like giant hamburger monster. But like, you're not going to give that to me, but maybe when I'm 40, we're going to find out what the rest of that episode was or something. Yeah. I wonder, I kind of wonder what the supercut of 
Finn and Jake duo adventures would be? Like, mm. what are the episodes that are only just like Finn and Jake one-offs? Oh, it'd be cool to, to watch it sort of like that and then see the similarities and differences between them. Yeah. And like, just take out all the heavy plot stuff and just yeah. like, just look at their, their hangout adventures. As mm-hmm. for like what they are, like they're adventurers, right? They're like, they're like, this is their job. Yeah. <laughs> this is their calling <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to, to save porcupines, then immediately go into saving a bunch of trapped souls kind of on accident, <laughs> just because they were working out some stuff yeah. between themselves. Yeah. They're like for fun, they like saved, save a bunch of like Roman ghosts. <laughs> yeah. it, it was fun with the ghosts how they tried to ground them with some specifics like it's like a very like um they're they're very tragic they're so tragic <laughs> it's it's like very sad yeah, when they're I, fighting i like that they do this sometimes in the show where finn and jake enter a scenario and it's a scenario that has existed for a very long time and has its own lore and is very rich and very deep and is like it's there's like all sorts of backstory. I think of like when like the tiny manicure comes in and like mm-hmm. this feels very similar where you're like, oh, man, this whole fight king thing has been there for thousands upon thousands of years. It's been built up over generations and all this stuff. And they just sort of like slide on in and just like have fun and then dismantle it. And it's gone forever. <laughs> Big time main character syndrome. Yeah. Those two. <laughs> yeah. But like so those those ghosts are. Paired up, right? Like yeah. they have ghost gladiators to uh to fight Finn and Jake. Um, and you realize throughout the episode that like everything is based around pairs. Like they clearly were set up, those ghosts that they fight in each round or whatever, if you're thinking of like a tournament style thing, are all clearly former partners. You can see it like in their scars, like the weapons that the like other ghost has clearly is the weapon that gave the scars mm. to the one that like so finn's fighting someone with a mm, trident nice observation. yeah finn's fighting someone with a trident so jake's ghost has like three slashes you know scarred all uh-huh. over their bodies um so that's like where you first start figuring it out and then like or like the more subtle ways and then you hear the ghosts like crying out for their regrets right. and uh and like that is the hint as to like where this is going that like fight king is forcing these gladiators to kill their best friends to win his honor but they're all just like ghosts who are trapped here in his in his stadium forever yeah it's like they, they've it's like some allegory where it's like if you if you give in to the violence the ultimate conclusion is you just turn on everything right and fighting for the glory because he's doing yeah. the old school roman thing giving them palms <laughs> when they win it's like not even like he's not getting cool loot or or new powers or anything they're just like fighting for fighting yeah <laughs> which like says something that jake believes finn meant it right like jake is convinced that finn is like trapped in the fight king's like web and he's totally falling for it um yeah it's uh it i don't know it, it lends finn to or lends to finn's uh skill set that like he'll just fight all day you know, Jake will get distracted and Finn will fight all day. Like, that's what yeah. these two characters do. Yeah, I guess that's kind of just their standard MO. Like, Fight King or not, that's kind of what they do in most episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do want to go back and say that while I, I think we justified Jake's actions in this episode, he was quite silly yes next level yeah yeah like really obtuse i mean his whole tropical island right 
fixation. Um, Which is like, okay, so it's a Rebecca Sugar episode. And so we get a ukulele song. Of course. <laughs> and it's a good one. Like on a tropical island. I it's mean, not like the top it, yeah, like, not listing top for her. Tier, but... but it's good. It's a good one. It's like still in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, the, the funniest part of it to me is his obsession with morale. Where he's just like, <laughs> gotta keep morale up. And like, at some point he realizes something's wrong with Finn. He's like, God, oh, the morale just, it must be low. That was funny. Yeah. I know. See, like I was expecting some kind of like twist maybe. Cause Finn looks like he's been possessed by the fight King sword. Like it looks like he's under the influence somehow. And then you see Jake that's doing all these wacky things underground. And it's like, wait, is Maybe Jake, the one who's really possessed, like is he has he fallen victim to some crazy <laughs> you, magic he, spell? So, so his actions were so zany. You thought he was under a spell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they they might have pushed it a little too far. I, know, I was like, what's the significance of this? Like, it was what? a really bad plan. It made no sense, and he didn't really even follow through with no. it at all. It, it he was didn't even ve- try. It was very funny. Where first time it's not working, but what was funny though was that. He's like, take a dirt decoy of me. And it was hilarious how well that dirt decoy yep. worked the entire rest of the episode. I, I laughed really hard. So Finn goes up to battle his first ghost and he brings up the dirt Jake and he goes and he battles one. And the other ghost comes and they go and stab Jake and they cry out like how sorry they are to be fighting him, but they have to. Mm. And after they stab dirt Jake, that gladiator disappears. And I was like, Oh my God, his plan <laughs> is working. Like that's actually a really good plan. The decoy worked. Yeah. It also gives us a really good fight King line, which is a uh, pity. The dog falls. <laughs> and I felt like the fight King's delivery in this episode was really, really good. Like yeah. that voice actor. I think it's the same one who does cin- cinnamon bun. Um, oh, uh, is it? Yeah. And I just think that he brings like a lot to that character. Cause like, as we've mentioned, like there's not a lot going on in this episode. Like the plot recap, really quick. Really quick. Not a lot of settings. It's really like once they get to that Coliseum, they're there the whole time. Um, and so I think like bringing in that the character design and the voice acting of that character is just really, really good stuff and has some. Oh, and another moment I want to shout out from the fight game. After, after Finn and Jake like list out all the reasons that they know that this is a trap and decide to go back anyway. The second they go back in, he yells yeah. fools. And it's just such good direction because like, they know that they're what they're doing. And he's like still going through his script. I'm like, yeah. I tricked you. It's like, no, nah, you didn't. They just want to fight anyway. Yeah. I tricked you. Yeah. The, the, the gates are closing behind <laughs> you and now you must defeat my ghouls. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He very good voice acting. And Absolutely. it's, so it's, it is fun. I mean, in the in the show, they do different types of voices mm-hmm. that are way more natural than you'd ever get. Like Finn, Jeremy Shadows is that way. Tree Trunks, my beloved Tree Trunks, of course. The best. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I like when they like pepper in someone like this that's mm-hmm. like really nailing it to show the contrast. Yeah, it's uh, it's D. Bradley Baker, which I don't even know like what his regular voice sounds like. <laughs> He's the guy that does all of the animal sounds in like every cartoon. Wow. Wow. That's wow. what a trick. And yeah, he's a, uh, he's an avatar. He does like all the, the animals. Um, what is uh, some of the other, like any like rant. If you, I think he's in um, uh, Kipo, which is on Netflix, which is a really cool show. Like a lot of like crazy, like irradiated zombie animals and stuff. Um, 
like any random show with with like a pig squeal that's him. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That that's I love I love that. Um yeah, Fight King was cool. It's cool to have Fight King in um you know, it's a very interesting character design where like he's the fight king is so destroyed and like has he's no right arm he has no left eye he's got all these weapons around him but it's clear that he can't fight himself mm-hmm. which is different from like i feel like the other royalty embody whatever the hell they are mm, like, yeah like slime princess is slime right <laughs> uh you know like he's fight king well i guess he's the king of other people fighting but you you'd think that he would be this like that he would be the final boss. That's what I right. was. It's all psychology for. and magic with him. Yeah. Which they identify immediately as like, <laughs> like, well, this guy's clearly going to trick us into something weird. Yeah. It made me think of uh, like watching this episode again. I was kind of like, where does this fall? I was a little surprised at how much like lore was happening around it. How many big events were starting to happen in the series. And then this one is just like pretty straightforward. Um, but it made me think about, in addition to like good Finn and Jake adventure, just like straight up adventure episodes, also like adventure time playing with tropes. Like that's a favorite thing of theirs to like yeah. kind of upend these like familiar uh, concepts and storylines and scenarios. And it made me think a lot of um, dungeon train. Is that the name of that one? Um, I thought about that episode too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where it's like they, I, they even identify in that, that like the train is a loop it's all just like grinding. You're just grinding for for gear. We're we're gonna do that up very soon. I've never nice. seen it. Oh, cool, cool. But uh, of uh, upcoming guests told told me that they've watched it many times. It's a great follow up to this one, so I'm excited for you to watch. Okay, it well then maybe like... we should move him up in the order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for some continuity. Yeah, I went back and watched that one after that. It just like immediately popped into my mind as like a memorable moment where they. You know, for any gamer who who grinds through to like overpower themselves with the first boss or whatever, like that's kind of basically what they're playing with with that episode. Um, and yeah, it's just like this pattern that they do. But like that, I think is season five. Um, and so yeah, I, I won't like, get into it too much. But there's this element of like Finn dealing with life right. through that yeah, experience yeah. versus uh, this he, one, which is just like it just happens yep. to them on an adventure. Yeah, I think that episode, the Finn Jake dynamic of their relationship, like plays into character development in a much more meaningful way right this episode i'm like what i I don't understand what what the end result was of like how did their relationship develop like i don't think it did i think i i really i went over it before but i think you you get like a really nice like they accept each other which Mm. is my favorite part i mean it's the best part of any friendship but it's the best part of their friendship is that they they really do accept each other like never do they ask each other to change so by like this was they almost got they got to the brink of death where Finn almost killed Jake and neither of them were really mad at, at the end of it. Like Finn's not mad at Jake for doing his dumbass plan that almost got them killed. <laughs> but then Jake's like not even mad at Finn for almost killing him. Uh, Jake never seemed to be in true peril. Like, it seemed like he could handle Finn. Well, he he, he did. But then when Finn got that. Uh, sword. It was emotional peril. Emotional peril. <laughs> like yeah. Jake did not like what he was. It's seeing. true. It would yeah. be much more. I mean, it was very funny that the Finn under the um, being hypnotized. He's fighting. He's trying to fight Jake. Jake is stretching all around the Coliseum, 
and Finn never goes for his body. He's right. only yeah. going for his head. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I thought of that after, after watching. Cause during it, I was, I, I didn't really remember the episode. So the first rewatch, I was kind of like, Oh, Finn's not really taking the most direct approach here against Jake. Like there's pieces of Jake everywhere <laughs> that yeah. he could be, that he could be going after, but he's really focused on his head. But uh, well, I guess the, the, sense the Viking Jake... Viking did say, "Give me his head." That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not really explainable why Jake is stretching that way anyway mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. just like leave so much of his stretched out body <laughs> vulnerable. But <laughs> Jake's not, not into making sense in this episode. No, he's he's way more like trying to appeal to Finn. Like, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, come on, man. Well, I was thinking about like, okay, so. Nick, you brought up that like he they they just get each other. They understand each other so well that like there's so many layers to how well they get they get each other that Jake is isn't even sure that Finn is doing what's best for them, but like Finn knows that that's how Jake will respond and that's an important part of his plan, right? It's just like all this like sort of reverse psychology or whatever, just like <laughs> this deep bond. And so it is like less development and more table setting for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. where later where they have conflicts or when they can't get on the same page like they could uh, with the fight king, it it means more because you've seen like how much how much they get each other and how well they work together. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really love how Finn basically had to outsmart Jake. <laughs> it it seemed a little uncool of him. Like you know what I mean? Of which one? Of of Finn to to like try and trick Jake, you know, like that's what that's what it felt a little mean to me. That is mean. I will say though, Jake's plan was a little selfish in that he didn't want to battle at all and was just gonna hula hoop for morale. <laughs> I know that he, I know he, the morale thing makes it feel like he's looking out for all their best interests, but it's kind of like. You fight, you do the fighting, I'll get the, I'll keep up morale. He digs, That's a little he digs about a six inch hole and then spends the rest of his time singing and, and covering himself in dirt to look like a mermaid. Like, yeah. He's really yeah. not That's participating. Selfish. Yeah, yeah. Jake's plan is is not good. It is bonkers. It's bad. It's not. Uh, yeah. Well, this, this does bring up a recurring thing in the podcast, which is I'm a big fan of nonsense mm. and nonsense sometimes <laughs> drives you crazy. Yeah, it's nonsensical, but it also feels like like each of them are being shitty to the other in like a little bit of like just like they they, they don't do things that like best buds should do to each other. Well, it's like a sort of a toxic understanding. It's like yeah. they understand each other, but it's like Jake is distracted and not focused on the goal and actually endangering his best friend and brother by not focusing. And Finn decides to basically use they use a decoy jake but then he uses the real jake as a decoy as well like he's basically like like potentially sacrificing jake to make his plan work without uh without cluing him in but that then kind of connects to something i was thinking about because i was i was thinking about how like they understand each other so well and even if like getting from point a to point b requires a little bit of like them tricking each other or not treating each other that well. I was thinking about like how much better these two like resolve conflict than Finn does with any of his love interests, right? Because <laughs> like if his if his closest relationship is Jake, and this is how they work together, <laughs> yeah, then like it's no wonder none of his shit works when he's in love, uh, you know. And right. originally I was thinking like, oh, Jake and Finn are so much closer, their bond is so much tighter, they they know how 
to push the other one's buttons or whatever to like encourage them passively to like get to the finish line. But as you're bringing it up, like, yeah, maybe Finn's not being that nice and Jake's not being helpful enough. And like this that's kind of setting himself up for failure with with his love interests that are like yeah, coming up pretty yeah. soon. This episode is not an example of homies helping homies always. <laughs> no. I, so how many episodes are there where Finn and Jake are at odds with each other? Like only a handful, I think. And I, I'm pretty sure if if it ever happens, they pretty much always resolve it through violence, right? They they have like a good brother fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty true. And everything like, I can remember, yeah. The, Scrap. What was the episode where they like they legit just go at each other? I forget. I can remember it in my head. Like but, they're uh, they're fighting like the barn. Is that the the big giant guy? And they have to. Ugh, I, I can't remember this one. Oh, the one with Matthew Broderick. Jake suit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jake suit's another one where they're inflicting pain on each other. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess it's how brothers work. Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> It's a good point. It's a good point that it's, I mean, I, I'm sitting here looking glass half full that they really get each other, but it's like, is this how it's I mean, they also are push. It, the circumstances are so hard to understand because they're in imminent danger so often. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like, much you know, it's the like, setting is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, me and Sean are never, I don't think we've almost ever been in a situation like that. <laughs> My brother, like, where someone like has power over you and is forcing you to duel to the death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, where you're, yeah. We can't know how we would respond in that situation. No, and <laughs> repeatedly, I think does you know throw you into stressors. I don't know, but it, it does. It brings up a lot of frustrating behavior with both of these characters. They're, yeah, they're frustrating. Frustrating is I, a great I, word. Yeah, for this I found myself like immediately like Jake. What are you doing? Like, just. <laughs> there's something to do. Like there's something to focus on right now. And then I had like took a second to be like, I'm watching a cartoon. <laughs> I know that there's like seven more seasons and several specials of this show. I know. I basically know what happens. Like it's cool. Just, just watch. Yeah. It was good. It was, I, I did enjoy watching it though. Yeah. I did have a fun time with this episode. You're, you seem exacerbated by it, by it, Eric. Yeah. Not, not in my top 10. No, 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 <laughs> no way. No, it was, uh, it was like so contained. Right. It was like, yeah, as you were saying, like there are there's uh don't forget your floaties. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Where like every single like line that every character reads, like reverberates like into the past and the future for this character. Um, And those are like are definitely the ones that I gravitate to and the ones that I appreciate the most. Um, So watching one like this one today was kind of like, huh, they just fought some ghosts. <laughs> They fought some ghosts and sort of resolved some conflict between the two of them, but basically by not directly addressing any of it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Here, here. Uh, Did you guys see the snail? Well, yes, I saw the snail. Dave, did you see the snail? I did not. I did not catch it. I knew about this segment, though, and I looked into it later, and I was disappointed in myself for not catching it. Nick, did you see the snail? I did. Two out of three. Which is the the first time I've seen the snail in quite some time. Nice. I was like so... I almost like fist pumped, pointed at the screen, <laughs> Leo style, and then I didn't. Nice. There's no two out of three song. 
Uh, I don't think two out of three deserves a song. I don't think just throw it, it out there. I don't think we need to do it. I'm not volunteering. <laughs> it's a thought, yeah. but are you sure? I think I could find a two out of three song somewhere in here. <laughs> oh, look, here it is. Perfect. <laughs> Play that two out of three theme song. Two, three. Two out of three ain't bad, but it ain't great. All right. Well, hey, midway through, if you're enjoying the episode, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast app you're using. You can go to anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast and donate money to us. Donate, pledge, pay us subscription fee. However you want to frame it in your brain. Sure. Give us money. Venmo at Eric Dano. <laughs> oh, I dare you. You're, you're usurping the podcast for your own financial gain. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Let's yeah. do. Can people uh, suggest themes if they uh, contribute money? No. Whoa! Now there's an idea. <laughs> no, I. Well, <laughs> Eric's been down this road before with uh, his band, The Hall Phonics. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, do you well, like dial okay. a song? Uh, okay, I, I I do accept commissions. Uh, it's four hundred and twenty dollars for cover songs. It's a fair price. And six hundred and sixty-six dollars for original commissions. Very fair. Only sixty-nine seconds long. <laughs> That's negotiable. Okay. Three <laughs> minutes, 11 seconds for you? Yeah. That's... Call back to last step. <laughs> this is a great deal. This is a great deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Those prices are real. <laughs> I, I, that is my official listing. I did. I listed uh, the podcast for sale on Instagram this week. For how much? Um, I believe I said the starting was ten, uh, bid was 10 mil. Yeah, okay. sounds, sounds market rate. Conan sold for 150. <clears throat> he did. And we're... At least, what, like 7% as good as Conan? Is that what the, the math so. comes out to? I think to? that, yeah. I, I would, 7%? Yeah. You might be underselling yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say 8 to 10%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can reach us at didyouseethemail.gmail.com with uh, any inquiries to buy this podcast. Uh, okay. Time for Miscellany Mania. <laughs> yes. Give us the money. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right, I would say, gotta just start off with the title of this episode. Which I don't know if we've even said it once in this podcast no, no. yet. Moratori te salutamus. <laughs> I had to cough going through it. <laughs> Moratori te salutamus. So this is uh, Latin? Uh, yes, is that like death of friends or something? It is, uh, apparent, according to the uh, Adventure Time wiki, we who are about to die salute you. Oh, okay, okay. Let me go. Oh, like that ACDC song. For those about to rock. Oh, is that how that goes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Let me see if I can translate this. Is that also, is that ACDC? Are you sure about that? For those about to rock? Oh, we salute you to die is what Google Translate says, but that's literal. For those about to rock, we salute you. I'm pretty sure it's ACDC, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. I didn't know if it was somebody else. What key is it in A major? Uh, does Angus Young like could be E? Could be E. (laughs) Like, isn't isn't every ACDC song in A major? (laughs) 
That sounds right to me. Oh, E major. E. Oh, okay. Oh, look at the album art. It is just Angus. He looks like he's about to rock. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> we get real miscellaneous here, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All on the table. Yeah, I I did catch that, um, which you alluded to the Mortal Kombat theme, but he actually literally says, finish him. Right, yeah, yeah. When he gets the sword, right, right before he throws it down. That was rad. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um. Uh, oh wow um one of the ghosts parting words yeah oh so yes Are from uh, shakespeare the the latin it was this was the thing that that roman gladiators said when they entered the Colosseum. we who are about to die salute you got it which is <laughs> pretty morbid yeah those romans yeah. were really hardcore <laughs> yeah rebecca sugar adamuto i don't know how many rebecca... um, you get like an et tu uh brute reference is that the shakespeare yes. one yeah yeah et tu verus i think they say yeah i think there's a lot of like maybe a little trivia with uh some of the names of the pairs of the gladiators too. i was thinking so yeah there's a bunch of references to like achilles and and uh and things like that so mm-hmm. i was thinking like each Knowing them, like each thing they said must be a direct reference to something else. Right, right. Um, I thought about looking it up and then I didn't. <laughs> um I yeah. I mean we don't have Eric, we've gotten through a bunch of in eighty one episodes, a bunch of the Rebecca Sugar episodes. Yeah, but I feel like there's still a bunch more, we're right? So I think we're like maybe halfway through. She leaves to do Steven Universe at a certain point, right? Yeah. Uh, was season four her last season? I think so. I think she did seasons two, three, and four. There are so many episodes in these seasons. Mm-hmm. Like getting used to like every show being eight episodes per season and taking three years in between. It's like kind of wild to look at the episode lists of this show. Right. Yeah. Especially considering I think every 11 minute episode takes nine months of production. They're just on a crazy schedule. Uh, and they have like different teams, you know. Yeah, we talked about out. how insanely expensive and cumbersome it I love is it. to make. Yeah. This. I love I love when shit costs a ton of money to make. <laughs> <laughs> just for my enjoyment. I love it. Two hundred and eighty three episodes of Adventure Time. And we this is episode eighty one of our podcast. Yeah. We've got two hundred and two to go. The, in the book, didn't they say, Eric, like it was like like a 200 something thousand dollars per episode. I don't think it was that much. I think this was on Jesse Moynihan's blog that I found yeah. out. Uh, he said, I think it was like, like a hundred something over a hundred thousand for, for every episode. Um, so that, I mean, over $30 million for, for a season. Yeah. No, that's wrong. No, that's right. I think over I, all the episodes. I think it came out to like I think I remember the season figure being like ten to eleven million, which is kind of on par with you know your typical network sh- live action shows. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty it's pretty great because like when I watched this show, I was like out of college, you know, in my twenties, just like hanging on every word of every episode, just like so psyched for every new season. But there are a lot of younger fans. Like it was like the biggest show. 
um, on Cartoon Network. I think it's a Nickelodeon earlier, but it's a Cartoon Network show. Um, but it was a huge deal. And it's just one of those times where like a, a very profound and thoughtful show is also commercially very successful, um, which is all, all, always kind of fun to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we, I don't know if we've talked about that directly, but it is the rare like emotional like actually good shit that is also successful like when that can like meet up and and like original and creative like it it only happens every once in a while um yeah yeah i think well so i didn't get on board until later uh and i think one of the primary obstacles that i faced in getting into it was the intense commercial visibility of this Mm. show and that like you go to a convention and there's like a dozen people in fin costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hot topic, having a whole section, a whole aisle. Of yeah. Adventure time stuff. Right. And when I was in like my early and mid twenties, I did not want to have anything to do with it's something that was, you know, commercially successful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like my career is, is included. in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the, it was like aligned with like, uh, we're probably all, you know, nerdy to a certain extent, but like the cringiest part of uh, nerddom or whatever of the early 2010s. Sure. Uh, Adventure Time was aligned with, but but it actually is good when you get under the hood. Yeah. And I think about like what it would be like to be maybe, a, I don't know, an early teenager or even younger than that and be watching this show, kind of growing up with it. Um, mm-hmm. and well, how that must like impact your expectations for storytelling and totally. for shows. Well, you, it's, it's interesting. We've talked about the long tail of adventure time a little bit. It's very cool. that They're still putting out these things and they've left the door open so they mm-hmm. can keep putting out new episodes. But I do wonder how it's going to manifest. Like, I feel like SpongeBob has had a long tail and is still like SpongeBob's presence in like the meme verse or just the online vocabulary mm-hmm. is super heavy yeah absolutely and because uh, it, it was just so popular but i wonder if like adventure time stuff will start popping up more and more as some of those kids get a little bit older i was say i was just gonna say the like the few adventure time like out of context uh you know like memes screen back screen grab accounts that i follow uh Anytime I like the the poster actually says anything about themselves, I'm like, oh damn, this person's like 15 years younger than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this person might have been too young to even watch this show when it was on, and might be getting into it right now, and that's like super cool to see. I wonder if it's, it's like true. too esoteric or too like self-contained to like I don't know spread to wider uh, memes, but I don't know. I'm always I, actually I think a lot of the weird neo dadaism of adventure time is perfectly in line with like gen z tiktok humor. sure absolutely <laughs> I've, seen, I, I've seen a bunch of regular show mm, yes i do in, see a lot of regular yeah show. mixed in with the gen z humor, <laughs> which makes perfect sense yeah it was ahead of its time in that weird way <laughs> uh yeah cool um i don't have any other miscellaneous for this episode no let's generate the next episode even though we might have a guest what are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? It's the episode. Generator. 37. To the Chamber of Frozen Blades. Another Adam Udo and Rebecca Sugar. Season 2, Episode 11. The Chamber of Frozen Blades.
Yes. <clears throat> Which I don't think we've done. Nope. All right, cool. We'll do it. Um, Dave, thank you for joining us. Uh, is is there anything you want to like plug or shout out? Oh, no, I got nothing going on. Uh, I guess uh, I'll hit you up if I end up <laughs> throwing a, maybe a Nick's Tot somewhere down the line. There you go. You can check out my DJ group, uh, Nick's Tot, N-I-C-H-T space T-O-T. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We put out a pretty fun mix if you want to dance around in your apartment and, or something. And you host parties. Yeah, we do parties at like Wonderville and Brooklyn and stuff like that. Um, we used to do them every month, but obviously schedules got weird. These last couple of years, yeah. uh, but they're a fun time. And uh, Wonderville is a super fun bar. I don't know if people listening to this are in Brooklyn, but um, if you like Adventure Time enough to listen to this podcast, I think you would enjoy Wonderville. Um, it's like all local video game makers, um, like cabinets, uh, like super fun arcade bar. Really? Where is it? Um, it's right off the Kajusko J stop um, on Broadway. We're going to have to get there, Eric. Oh, okay. It's in the old uh, secret project robot um space and it's like death by audio arcade um crew so it's like yeah it's like all original video games all of them are free uh cabinets everywhere they've got like killer queen set up um in a really dope backyard it's an awesome spot well we're there for the next one because that yeah, sounds right i guess i'm just plugging wonderville yeah <laughs> twigga that's how i met you that's true that's true we're not active i figured during uh during the pandemic since i hadn't written anything new in a long time i'd just chill on it but uh yeah, you can check out my old band, twiga.bandcamp.com. Um, and I just want to say thanks for having me on. Like, Adventure Time is, it's one of my favorite things. I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. I've been obsessed with it since I was like 22 years old. Um, I tend to like overdose on this shit, like because I like it so much and then give myself like long breaks so that I can come back to it and enjoy it again. Yeah. Um, and I've been basically just like diving in anytime a distant lands come comes out but like this was a great opportunity to like marathon a bunch of adventure time and like spend time with these characters that i'm obsessed with um and i'd really like to come back and do another one so hell yeah hope i can do that for sure i guess i'll just invite myself back no 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 (laughs) it's standing invite uh sick yeah maybe you can pick an app or yeah yeah i'd love to we're excited for the uh the fiona and cake Oh, interesting. Thing. Have you heard about this? Um, is there a series coming out? Yeah. yeah. On HBO Max. Sometime this year. I don't know when. Yeah. So that'll be a thing. When that <laughs> when that comes out, we're, we're going to have to toss aside whatever plans we had to cover that, which we have like every every November we just do BMO episodes. Oh my God. The best. For BMO. Just the November. absolute best. <laughs> yeah. I love BMO so much. Yeah. I mean, do you have a... This is more top of the pod, but uh, favorite characters? Oh, I meant to mention this because I was hearing some Lumpy Space Princess slander on this podcast. I fucking love Lumpy Space Princess. And I, without the slander, I would not be picking that as my favorite character, but I goddamn love LSP so much. I don't know why I brought that up now. I think we're going to have to unpack that when we have more <laughs> more time earlier in the app. Yeah, just, just a little l- teaser for the next one. Maybe I'll simmer. pick a really good LSP episode. That would be good. We, we we did do one recently that gave us a lot more empathy for the character. Oh, okay, okay. A little bit more. So like Adventures in uh, Lumpy Space? Is that the no, name of that one? It was, she was babysitting uh, Sweet Pea. Oh, okay, okay. Um let's not even talk about it no 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 <laughs> uh cool. um besides besides lsp i i gotta say bmo like uh, when they 
leave like the quote unquote main cast and do like a full BMO episode, I'm never disappointed. Yeah. I, I just, I love the character. I love the distant lands episode oh, yeah. with BMO um, and like the sort of like time trickery they do with it. And when they kind of drop BMO off at the beginning of the adventure time story, it's, oh, it's that's great. so such a good twist. Um, but that character is just like endlessly enjoyable and the sort of fun that they have with, themes and storylines and tropes with that character for some reason are just like really really fun hell yeah be november 2022 <laughs> coming up Love we're it. only five months away yeah can't wait <laughs> cool well mark your calendars good up thanks for coming dude yeah yeah this is great this thanks is for awesome. having me this is a great time enjoy the encyclopedia when i come oh. back next time we'll talk about it yes all right peace out y'all